In, in lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with, with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akima, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. And Lakeshe Nadira, she's the Empress who tells it like it is. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my fellow co-host and sister, Akila. We are also joined by our guest emperor. Today we have Jacob W. Anderson II, a.k.a. Jacob Toombs, founder of Canard Brand. Today's topic is, why do we feel the need to control others? What does it mean? What it takes to have a meaningful relationship? Akila. Would you like to address that? Well, I personally can't answer that question <laughs> because I don't try to control people. But I think that um, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic because you hear about people trying to control others all the time. And what does that look like? And what does a healthy relationship look like? And I, as I... Um, you know, when we were talking before, I had mentioned that when we first meet someone, nine times out of 10, I think people introduce you to their representative. And mm. we have okay. this. Say that again. Have, no, say that again. I'm saying that I feel like people usually nine times out of 10, you meet a person's representative. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> and because you meet the person's representative, everyone puts on a good face initially. And I think part of the problem that we have is that we have to learn how to see beyond the representative to really see into who someone else is and start to understand that you can't do that right away. And many of us get into these quickie relationships or we, we have these whirlwind romances because we, we see TV and we think, oh my God, you know, this person just sweeps me off my feet. And so we have this this fairy tale image, I think, of what we feel people should be, you know, or what a romance is supposed to be. And so I was reading an article um, in psychology today, and it talked about how people are groomed for abuse. And one of the things that it, the article said was that violent and controlling relationships begin with overwhelming attention, sweet words and gifts that make future victims close their eyes to the red flags that indicate potential abuse. And again, 
That's a representative. That's not who they really are. That's not to suggest that because somebody wines and dines you and does all of this, that it's a facade, but sometimes it might be. And sometimes it's like we have to stop looking at all of the little bells and whistles that, that we see and really focus on the person. Lose the fairy tale and pay attention to people and pay attention to certain signs that we have. And I think that, A, you can avoid getting into unhealthy relationships with controlling people. And two, you can manage to have healthy relationships because you're letting go of these fantasies and fairy tales and, and realistically looking at human beings and looking at human behavior when you are deciding to spend your time and your life with another human being. That's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that was heavy. I'm still, I'm still on that representative. Man, that was, that's heavy because you're right. You said, you say in that honeymoon stage, people are, they present whatever they want you to think that they're about. And so it's actually deception. Uh, Brother Jacob, we'd love to hear a male perspective on, on why um, people feel the need to control others. Okay, well, from a male perspective, the control come in, um, it's, I would say it's kind of uh, in chemical imbalance. Um, and where the imbalance comes in at, it's genetically rooted. And with it being genetically rooted, people have seen what their fathers and grandfathers had done. They had to have control. And so the control standpoint from a male's perspective is the male who is not in tune with their emotions. They're afraid to let their emotions out because they feel like that vulnerability is going to have somebody look at them totally different. So it's the persona that they put on. But that's not who they really are. So when it's a woman that can bring it out and they know this woman can bring it out, they run. They run. So therefore, they have to start arguments. They have to be right about everything. And they never take the time to listen. So I feel like uh, when a person is con think they're in, in control all the time, I think you just let allow them to speak allow them to speak and you ask them, are they done yet? But at the same time, when you allow them to speak, you actually don't give them power. You have the power because your intellect is going to overpower what they're saying. Because a lot of times people that think they have to be in control is just because they don't understand who they are. They're not happy with who they are. And they want more out of life and they can't seem to get over their stumbling block because the subconscious thoughts in their mind won't allow them to have a better perspective of being a more unique intellect. So that control is something that I call a bred-in family disorder. Um, it's a form of depression um, because you have to be in control to make yourself feel like you're somebody um, that you're really not, but you're really hurting inside and you're just running from the pain for years and years and years. So um, people that need to be in control all the time, it's a form of depression. Um, it's a form of a mentality that nobody wants to be around. So they have to, try to make themselves feel important to themselves because 
the most important person don't have to make themselves feel important. Everyone else knows that this person is somebody I need to know, somebody I need to deal with, somebody I need to get some knowledge and some wisdom from. So uh, those individuals have something genetically that has them kind of stuck and it, and it stacks makes their process to become a unique individual. And some of them get over it, but it takes them years. And some never get over it because they don't have what we call a listening ear. The key to understanding knowledge and gain of wisdom is listening. And a lot of times a woman is the best counselor a man can have. But a lot of my brothers fail to realize all they have to do is listen, listen, evaluate, embrace, and elevate. That's all they have to do. So, um, you know, that's all look or no chaser right there. So, you know, that's, that's what I got to say about it. You borrowing my, that's all I have to say about that? That was my joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say about that right there. Yeah, so, that you know, but. Right. That was, uh, that, that's my Forrest Gump impression. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, right. <laughs> that was heavy, though. It was, it was heavy, though. Yeah. It, because, I, you know, I never think about the fact that I mean, obviously, we know that there can be something psychological going on and that right. someone can have some type of chemical imbalance. But do you think that that's always the case when somebody is controlling? Because sometimes there's just somebody is just completely insecure. It's and not I, always the case. Yeah. But um, a male, a lot of males think they have to be superior over the woman. Um, but when it's mm. when it when when you understand who she is and, and why she was created, then um, the superior presence is only the wisdom that you gain from her. Because you know, I mean, a lot of people don't know that he means strength and her means wisdom. So, if it's wisdom involved when the female is speaking to you, that's a form of counseling. <laughs> it's, it's a form of a mental space that most men would never experience. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do, you can tell. You can tell by the way they walk, by the way they talk, mm-hmm. by the way they conduct themselves with people. But, you know, when I, I try to share this with my brothers, they look at me like I'm speaking Chinese arithmetic or like I speak <laughs> French. So, but, you know, I mean, you... You grow up, you learn, you read, you get taught by older people, you share and you build with females. I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person, I like to pick a female's brain apart. I like to see how deep her intellect really runs because the, um, the romantic side of an intellect is just uh, it's something so out of the ordinary, so deep. It just takes you to a whole new destination and you feel like you're walking on water for real, for real. Mm. All right. Okay. Now let me read what the psychcentral.com had to say. I'm like you, Akeel. I like to read all these psychology journals, websites, everything on psychology. I love to read. And and it was something interesting that they shared about the person that feels the need to control and um, it's like five points that or five factors that they listed and one was the inability to control themselves so 
I can't control myself. I, I, I'm going to try what I can to control you. Uh, another thing is the, like the, uh, the opportunity of pushing somebody's buttons to get emotional reaction so that they can explo exploit that person's weaknesses. Um, another factor was abandonment issues. Um, the next one was feel insecure in a relationship. I think you touched on that. Um, you touched on that, uh, Jacob, when you were talking about um, the, the example of bro some brothers feeling, um, don't want to feel vulnerable in a relationship. And when they do, right. they want to jet. So you mentioned that. And then it's the, and the last thing that was listed on, on there was uh, possible nar narcissists, that they are possibly a narcissist. And that was on their July 8th, 2018 article of the five factors on, um, of, of a control, of a control freak. So, um, you touched on a, a quite a bit of those, Jacob. Grateful for the male perspective that you're bringing. Cause that's something that insight that I didn't have, like what would make a man want to control a woman? And it's not to say that control is only administered by a man. Women artists can, can be controlling as well, but it is interesting for you to give that male perspective of how some men feel that they need to be superior over their women. I guess that goes to if they don't feel superior and they feel like they're losing control, they have to regain that control and that can ultimately lead to uh, abuse or, or even um, violence. Or... Right, right. I think as far as women though, as far as controlling, I think sometimes women use manipulation mm. um, as a tool to try to control men, you know, because you do have that situation where the woman is, tries to be controlling and you have some men who will kind of acquiesce to that. And, and more so because it's like a guilt, like I think that women try to play on a man's, you know, you know, trying to make him feel guilty, trying to manipulate, you know, trying to put herself as the victim and, and, and feeling very vulnerable because of what maybe, you know, telling you about what other men have done. And so you have some men out there who are really good men and they don't want to then do to this woman what other men have done to her. And so she can use that to her, her advantage sometimes by, like I said, by, by doing the manipulation by, I mean, so, so there's so many factors that we have. And then what ends up happening is that, that her insecurities start to show through, you know, she's constantly calling him, trying to make sure where he is, you know, going through his things, going through phones, going through all of this stuff, you know, constantly accusing them of cheating or accusing them of whatever. And, you know, and, and, tears and just all of this kind of stuff are also signs to me of control on the part of a woman because that's not a healthy relationship if you're doing all of that and so i don't know jacob like have have you had that experience do you know guys that have had that experience and how do you handle manipulation when somebody if a woman is trying to manipulate you or you know using that to control you you know, um, I've experienced that when I was younger and um, actually, I actually took my experiences, um, you know, just to some older gentlemen, like uh, down south, we call them our old heads, you know, just sitting and build with them and um, told them what was going on and 
It was like, young fella, you got to understand this right here. The vessel of a woman is the most powerful thing on the man. Um, don't feel like you're weak. It's just something about a woman that she can get inside your mind, your soul, your heart. She can get in the depths of your bloodstream. Like sometimes you can't get out of your system and she knows that. So she uses that to her advantage. So with, I think with the art of manipulation and you know that you can't get out of your system, sometimes you have to just, even if you love her in, in depths of love that, that you just really can't even speak about it. You, once you, once you speak about it, it makes you burst out in tears. Sometimes you have to, um, be able to love yourself enough to walk away because if you stay there, then, you know, that art of manipulation, it has a uh, mind control on you. So, you know, if they control your mind, then the rest is going to follow. You know, once they control your mind, the rest of you are just counterparts yeah. that's going to follow. So um, you got to be very careful with who you deal with, who you let in your space, who you let in your ear, uh, because some people are just what you said. They are manipulative people, and they have elevated that game to the highest capacity that they can. And um, it's, it's some people out here that is sure enough slick with it, and they know it, but they might appear not to be. They can appear to be the most genuine person in the world. But you know, as as we as we say, you know, um, people's people got all type of faces. So so you got to understand which face you're getting on that day. Like you say, they got different representatives. <laughs> and uh, uh, what you say in bed, look at you. Ooh, boy, look, man, that's serious. That's very serious. So and you know, um, I just I just understand. I just under a person. A lot of people don't understand who they are. So once you once you understand who you are, mentally, uh, physically, emotionally, intellectually, uh, spiritually, um, that's really a type of armor that you that you wear, and um, can't nobody disrupt your spirit because you already had that that unique bond with God. So if you if you understand who you are, then other people will too. And some people will stay away from you because they know they can't disrupt your spirit. So mm-hmm. if they feel like they can disrupt the two, three percent, then there's some type of leeway that they can go a little further. So just gotta be very, very careful, you know, um you know, uh just got to you got to see. As um as my granny used to say, um, you can't walk around with on this earth with your eyes glued shut because you'll be running nowhere fast. As I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, how do we get to know ourselves? So, you know, well, so many of us, because you say like you gotta know yourself. And I mean that sounds great, but, but you know, I could listen to and it's like, okay, I think I know myself, but what does that really mean? Like how do I really get inside where I know myself well enough to 
that another person can't come in and shake the foundation of who I am. Well, with, with, with you, and I'm going to say this just to say that, I know that you deal with my sister. So, um, therefore, with you being, being you know, like a sister to my sister, Hakima, um, that says something about your character. So, with, with that being said, I think um, you as a, a divine queen yourself, I think that you can... Um, you should know yourself emotionally. Um, and I know that just by what I see you posting, um, just by the conversations that you're presenting, you know, on this on this um this call right here, I think that spiritually you're you're in tune with who you are. Um, and I am I think my question was really for people that are listening that have that question for you. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know well, 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 they, right, 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 right. Well, I think that um, <laughs> not, not <laughs> she said, I know me, baby boy. Don't don't play with that. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, I ain't mad with you. I know that's right. But um, I think as far as uh, people in general, people. People have to really dig, dig deep to know their self emotionally. Um, know what their emotions can't take. Know what it can take. Know how much they can bear. How how much they can't bear. And then, like, I, I don't think that you will fully even know who you are emotionally if you're if you don't know who you are spiritually. I think everything starts with knowing exactly who you are spiritually and. Um, just finding yourself spiritually like because a lot of people walk through life and they're not spiritually rooted at all they don't understand what that is so um when you don't understand when you don't try to find out um when you when you just um going through this journey and if something is always bothering you and you always angry about something depressed about something, you need to get in tune with who you are spiritually because you can carry that hurt, that pain, and carry that bad spirit around for so long till it just becomes a way of life and that's the most oh wow. It's it's just it's awful. You just um you don't want that to be on because that vibe and that persona it comes off on people. And a person that's in tune with with who they are spiritually, they try to stay away from those type of people. It's just because, like, you don't want them bad vibes on you, you know. Um, but you know, I think that those type of people, you can have a conversation with them, try to encourage them, and you can tell what a person mentality is in the first five minutes of the conversation. If I'm turned off by a conversation, I just, I step up. All right, man, I'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. Hey, bro, be blessed. But, you know, but in the back of my mind, I'm I'm like, I'm going to talk to this brother on another day where we can sit down and have a real unique intellectual conversation. And I'm going to see how much he will allow his mind to open. And if they don't allow their mind to open, I just continue to keep it moving and keep them in prayer. Point blank, period. Mm. That's deep. 
You know, there's a, uh, in the, the Holy Quran make reference to a fulcrum, which is that piece on the scale that, that is moved to balance out both sides of the scale. You know, right. God, God is their fulcrum. And when people's life is in balance and their behavior is in balance, it's because they don't make him the center of their universe, the center of their life. And a lot of our relationship issues comes from the fact that we don't have God as our center. And that scale, our personal scale is off because he's not that fulcrum, that force that will balance off who we are as an individual. Um, one thing I want to talk about that um, as we move into how do we make our relationships better? If, if I'm a person who want to make my relationship better and I don't want to be controlling, um, here are five factors that was listed by Psychology Today on their article that they wrote um, April 4th of 2016. And the first one is, one thing I need to check myself on is do I correct, do I have the need to correct people when they're wrong? Like I'm the authority on what's right or wrong. And oftentimes we do that not realizing that we're being very controlling. Uh, the second factor is, do we have to win every argument? Because, you know, some people, you like, every time I'm in a conversation with them, it gets to an argument and they, got to, they have to win the argument. They have to have the last word. The, the next factor that was listed, number three, was they refuse to admit when they're wrong. See, it, we have to analyze ourselves. Are we refusing to admit when we're wrong we can't be right 100 percent of the time uh, if we are then guess what our relationships are not gonna it's gonna be one-sided the fourth factor is very judgmental and very critical of others and we know how that can be being in a relationship with somebody and and the last one is are we motivated by rage so if we want meaningful relationships we have to really visit each one of those factors to see if we are exemplifying those factors or if the person that we're in a relationship are exemplifying those factors. Because if those factors are present, it's not going to be a very good relationship on either side. So those are things that, uh, that um, psychology today listed as, as those factors that control freaks seem to exemplify in a relationship that affects them from being a, uh, being a very effective one. I'm of the mindset that as far as having well-balanced relationships, those that are non-controlling is actually examining whether people are, are truly compatible. And I say this to people all the time. I think that compatibility is something that we don't fully examine in our relationships. And if we are truly compatible with, with one another, I think that, that that's almost, and we can look at it from a spiritual standpoint too. We can look at it from a God standpoint too, you know, having God as the center. Of course, we know, you know, everybody has their own belief system. But one of the, the biggest issues I find that people get in relationships is that they are not compatible. And part of that is that people rush in to relationships People sleep together very quickly, which, of course, we know clouds judgment. Or just like when I was talking earlier about the, you know, the whining and dining and doing all of these fabulous things for you to stop looking for red signs. But just still, people are not talking about being honest and truthful about what it is, who they really are. 
And so to Jacob's point, understanding who you are, when you really know who you are, then you know whether somebody is truly compatible with you or not. You're not going to compromise on certain things. This is who I am. This is who I am. And if that does not work for the person that you're about to be involved with, no harm, no foul, keep it moving. You're simply not compatible. And I think that that's, that, that causes the demise of many relationships is incompatibility, but it also causes someone else to try to control someone because you're not really compatible. So I'm trying to mold you into what it is that I want you to be to fit what I want rather than just going out and getting someone you know, who actually fits the description. Mm, good point. You know, but we do, I think, I think we undervalue compatibility and we really do not talk and we're really not having honest conversations with ourselves. But you also have to be very careful when you got that controlling person or that person who's coming in with their representative because they still may try to tell you every little thing that you want to hear and they are sitting there. So if I say, oh, well, I like this. Oh, me too. Me too. They like everything you like. I mean, you got it. I'm just like, come on now. Come to America, huh? What do you like? Right. Whatever, Whatever you like. You like. <laughs> There's definitely a red flag. <laughs> no. Yes. So even though we, you know, if we got 10 things, you know, we should, at, at least one thing should not be the same. You know, when you're finding that person, that perfect person is like, man, maybe you're too perfect. But I also think that there is a spiritual connection that we have with other human beings. And you just know. You just mm -hmm. really know. Not that fake stuff where it's like you're lonely and it feels right right now. Or they got you feeling hot and bothered. <laughs> that's not the feeling I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Lust. Mm -hmm. That's lust. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Right. You know what I'm talking about, right? Right. So uh, we, no doubt. I, I definitely know. Uh-huh. And you know when it's not that. You right. know when it's, when it's like, man, and for those of us who believe in a higher power, we know when God is all up in it. Mm, teach. We know. <laughs> and you know when it ain't yeah. nothing but the devil in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Oh, we yeah. know too. You Be truthful. You most definitely do. And you know, and, and, and stop acting like that little devil ain't up in you. So. That's right. <laughs> so, that's you know, right. so that's my thing. It's like, it's about being truthful and honest with yourself. And if we're not going to be honest with ourselves, if we're not going to have serious conversations with ourselves and say, what is it that I'm looking for in another person? Or what is it that I'm bringing to the table? That's another thing that we don't do. We always looking for what somebody else brings to the table, but we haven't written down what we got to offer. <laughs> right, right. That's right. That's right. Ooh, teacher. Now, 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 I will say this right here. My perception of when it comes to my males, and don't get me wrong, I love my kings, I love them to death, but uh, the underappreciation of a, a female is um, is serious, it's, it's epidemic nowadays. And the reason why I say this, 
because if you value and understand that when a woman gives birth to a child, that's the closest thing that they may ever see to death. Like, that's a serious situation. It's so serious that it's like you can't even wrap your thoughts around it. Um, how, and then I, I just think that if a male would really, really, really understand how how that can be the last time that that woman is seen breathing or taking a breath, then I think that they will understand more on, you know, uh, how you should, uh, in, how, how you should, how you should uplift and empower the female. That's just my perception of it. That's heavy. Yeah, you're right. It's all about understanding the value of the woman. And the most important thing is for the woman to, to understand her value. And like you said, Akila, what am I bringing to the table? We don't know what the person, the other person's bringing to the table and we sure as hell are not aware of what we're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Let me move to our challenges. Um, for the person who, who needs to stop controlling others, here's my challenges. You need to live and let live. You cannot control somebody else. You got to let them be. You didn't create them, so therefore you can't control them. And another thing they need to do is address the insecurities within self. There are some insecurities that you have if you feel you need to control others. You need to address that. The next thing you need to do is address your trust issues. You got serious trust issues if you're worried about somebody abandoning you. You got a lot that you have to bring to the table. And if a person don't see you for who you are, the hell with them. Let them go. Let them walk. Be comfortable with who you are and what you bring to the table and understand that someone has a prize when they have you. You don't need to control them. They're not a robot. They're not a puppet. You're not going to get a fulfilling relationship by controlling everyone. You'll never get the beauty of that person. You'll never get the experience, the skills and talent that God put in them that's there for you to um, guard to to go into like a garden. You'll never get you'll never get those qualities. Um, how not to be controlled by others? These are my challenges for those people who need to learn not to be controlled by others. You got to acknowledge those red flags when you see them. You need to acknowledge them and say, "Hey, I need to address this right away." The next thing is self-preservation. So sometimes you got to put self first. I know. It could be a contradiction in society when they say try to try to try not to put yourself before everyone else. But there are times where you have to put yourself first, and these are one of them. You cannot be in a relationship where everything is about someone else always being first. It has to be a balance. The next one is don't let people belittle you. You know, address that right away because if you don't address it, it will become part of the relationship. And don't allow anyone to push your buttons. Uh, like we stated earlier, that a uh, person who likes to control others will push your buttons just so they can exploit your weaknesses emotionally. So those are my challenges. Thank you, Jacob, for joining us as a guest for our, for, for this topic, man. We really appreciated the male perspective in this topic, and you have added so much value to uh, to the conversation, to Royal Empress. We really appreciate you. We want to thank it's you. definitely it's definitely been my pleasure, um, and um, I enjoyed learning a lot from you. You know, you gave me a little better insight, and you know, it's it's something that the world needs to know, and and it's something that you must continue to share with the universe. Definitely. Mm, 
Okay. You know what? Before I wanted Jacob to, it's a, it was a question that Jacob posted mm, okay. on Facebook. And I would love for him to actually expound on that and take us mm. off the show. You said when you yeah. ask God to connect you with someone spiritually, that's a different kind of romance. How many? Can you, can you tell us what it is that we need to understand about the difference between those two things? Um, okay. The difference between a a spiritual romance and an emotional romance. Um, spiritually, you're you're connected um, by the presence of God. So spiritually, that romance is really really different. Is it, it has nothing to do with the physical presence or, or the emotional presence. Um, you know, if you if you with somebody that that you can study with, you know, and um, you can you can understand their value of the spirituality, and um, you can really understand where they're coming from and what purpose they have and how they've grown from this point spiritually to that point. And um, you can accommodate that as well as they can do the same with you. That's a different type of romance. Um, that's a that's a different type of love that's that's very rare shared with each other. And um, when two people have that, then that says a lot about the growth, um, about the about the the spiritual presence that's that's always going to be in that in that relationship um because a, a lot of times um when you're not spiritually yoked then the beauty fade away the muscles fade away <laughs> the emotions fade away mm. so if if all this is fading away and you're not spiritually connected then what what do you have besides um lust and bedroom boom hey the bedroom boom he said okay <laughs> he got it you got a whole new name it, it, it's, it's pastor jacob because you've been you teaching to today brother <laughs> you've been teaching today my brother we're gonna have so many women dming us they're gonna be all in our direct message box they're gonna be saying who is Jacob again how do I get in contact with you all right we're gonna be getting all kind of questions because you've been sticking to the soul of the sisters today <laughs> but well, we shall you know, um, appreciate you my brother yeah. Definitely. I try my best so I, I try my best in enlightening try to uplift and empower so you know um I, I appreciate you guys having me Appreciate you. You'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> Emperor, right. Emperor, right. Emperor, uh, Emperor Jacob Toons. We'll be back. Okay. I want to say to our uh, to our uh, Royal Empress listeners, thank you for listening to today's topic, and we look forward to you joining us next week with conversations with the Royal Empress. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation.
for more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.